Welcome to Two Pizza Marketing, a podcast for small team marketers. You might have heard of the two pizza rule, which says the most agile, effective teams are ones small enough to only need two pizzas for a team meeting. On this podcast, every episode will be a candid, relatable conversation with a small team marketer, someone who is creating success on a scrappy level, learning from failures, and trying to stay sane. Whether you're on a team of one or eight, or you're wanting to join a small marketing team, this show is for you. Listeners, thanks for tuning in. I have Medioli Arias with me today. She's coming in from Chile. Uh, she is the senior social media manager at Chile Piper, and I'm ecstatic to have you on. Thanks for joining us today. I'll have you go and do an intro on who you are and what you're doing. Thank you, Ashley. I'm very glad to be here. And yes, I was the first Chile in Chile. Um, <laughs> I am the senior social media and community manager at Chili Piper right now. So it means that I manage all of our social media accounts. Yes. So. And she is doing a fantastic job because you have 15,000 followers on TikTok and then 42,000 followers on LinkedIn. So to just jump right in, because I wanted to discuss all about how B2B marketers could do social media better. And so with that, Will you tell me a little bit more about your strategy when it comes to social media for Chili Piper? Are you focusing just on LinkedIn and TikTok right now? Uh, what are you guys doing? Yeah, I mean, our strategy is basically the same throughout all the platforms, but um, we are thinking of a human approach to content. We felt uh, that uh, social media, in especially in the B2B space, was too robotic, probably sounded a little bit like a walking brochure and we didn't want to sound like that. We knew that being, you know, personal and human would bring other people's attention because, you know, in the end, we're humans who connect with humans, even though if, if it's business to business, you know, in the end, it's people to people. So understanding that, we thought that that was a nice approach to any platform that we would be in. So we do that on LinkedIn, on Instagram, on TikTok, on Twitter, and it's basically our strategy. It's been human. Yes, it's also about talking about the topics that we care about, but in a human way, in a way that's meant to connect. And it's not meant to sound like a monologue, but a conversation. Mm-hmm. Very human centric content. And you don't you you don't only do that on social media, because I know that Tara Robertson mm-hmm. authors the sauce, which is your newsletter that I'm also obsessed with. Um, and I'm going to fangirl for a second because I want Tara to know and if she listens to this, we uh, over at Reelink, where I currently work. I'm our content marketing manager. Uh, We just revamped our newsletter and we call it The Real since we're a video solution. Um, And it stems from the sauce. So I wanted to give Tara that little shout out. That's awesome because Tara (laughs) is great and she's not only writing the sauce, but she is our host in our podcast too, the Manjen Chat. Yes. You know, she's great at it. And yeah, we'll see more coming from Tara. I'm pretty sure of that. Yes, I love it. All right. So I love to start off my episodes discussing more about you and your career as a marketer, because again, there are so many different career paths that we can go on, but we don't always have insight into what people have done. And so will you share a little bit about your career so far? Yes. You know, one of my goals when I decided I was going to be a, a marketer uh, was to be in every possible marketing position that I could. 
I started as a journalist, so I did a lot of content at first. Then I started like leading brands. I became somehow a copywriter, then a community manager. Then, you know, I was leading brands uh, as a project manager. Then I did a little change to uh, paid media. So I spent a lot of time in Facebook ads and Google ads and everything, understanding a little bit about that world. Uh, then I was like, okay, I know a little bit about this. Now I want to know the next thing. So I started working with an e-commerce and there I was, again, a one-person marketing department. I did email marketing. I did paid media. I did organic social. I did uh, every possible thing that you can do. You know, I was working with product, creating packaging for products and things like that. Um, then I started working at a B2B company and I understood a little bit about customer marketing, working with partners and creating events and all of those things. Um, then I ended up at Chili Piper. But yeah, it was a whole, it's been a beautiful journey of, of, journey of understanding every single angle of a marketing department and then, you know, figuring it out. Uh, and the conclusion is that I love social media. This is what I love doing and it's what I love the most, but it's good to know a little bit about everything. So you, you know, you understand where you stand and also where you're, if you have like a teammate or, or there's other people working in the same department, you know a little bit about what they do. So I feel like I didn't want to be in the unknown. I didn't want to be that so, someone who's like, all I do is social media. I don't understand about this, you know? So I feel like that was my path. And that was my choice to be uh, that type of marketer. I think that's so important as you grow in your career to have that exposure to the different roles and responsibilities. So then if you, if your goal is to be a marketing lead, then you can understand those roles and responsibilities for your team members. And you have insight into how long tasks take or um, all the nuances that go into project management. So I think I think that's fabulous. And I would recommend that to our listeners to get that exposure while you're young. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm, I, I, I do believe that when you want to be part of a team or if you want to lead a team, you need to do that with empathy. And doing the work is the yeah. best way to gain that, you know? <laughs> yes. So you recently posted on LinkedIn about the TikTok that received 7,000 applicants. Can you tell me how you went about creating that TikTok? And for our listeners, maybe give a little intro into what that TikTok consists of. Yeah, uh, it wasn't just one TikTok. It was a whole strategy. Uh, we were facing a little problem. We wanted to get applicants. We wanted to fulfill many positions in the company back in the day when we started with this strategy. And what we thought about was, how about we try TikTok for this as a recruiting channel? And the whole idea came from our co-founder and co-CEO, Alina. And uh, she said like, maybe we should try TikTok. You know, we, we are all about, actually it's one of our values, innovate. And we thought that many people were, many people in the space in D2B SaaS were struggling to be on TikTok or finding their own voice there. And we were like, okay, we'll try something different. Um, we did some tests last December. Uh, we did several videos. Those didn't do well. We wouldn't be different. We wouldn't innovate in there. Uh, we realized what we wanted to do 
And we also realized what we didn't want it to do. So comes January and we are creating this new strategy. And this new strategy was about showcasing our company's values and not only talking about our values, but like showing this people. One of the biggest values as a fully remote company that we have is probably multiculturality. Uh, it's probably the diversity that is in, in our company. Also, it's one of the biggest benefits of being part of this company. 50% of our leadership is female or identify as female. Um, so we thought we need to show that. How do we do that? I wanted more, more Pipers to be involved. I didn't want to be the one saying like, hey, we're so diverse or only relying maybe on me being a woman or maybe me being a Latina woman. Uh, but I wanted other Pipers to come over and show what we are. Because every time we get together on the all hands, you realize how different we are and the beautiful diversity that there is in our company. Mm -hmm. So I was like, how do I get people to create videos for this? Because I know it can be a little scary. I know not everyone's going to say like, hey, I'm going to create a video. You know, that sometimes, you know, to be on video um, naturally like that, like have the inclination, it takes a certain type of personality. I do believe everyone can do that if they want. Uh, but, you know, you have to show the way, you know, like I was like, I need to show them how this is going to look like, what this is going to look like, and they are going to follow. So we started creating a very easy framework for people to, to do this. Basically, the only thing they had to do was smile and, and point at things. And we were creating the text and we created something that we called the pointing videos. And we had like four of those going super viral, over 200,000 impressions on TikTok. We were like, we started at 500 followers and in, matter, in a matter of like three, four weeks, we were 5,000. And then, you know, it's continued until now we are 15,000. Uh, and that's how we did. We, we did this and we got 7.5 K uh, applicants, like 5,000, uh, more than 5,000 applicants. And we sourced many hires there, like one of, of the biggest ones probably, or cybersecurity guy. He found us on TikTok because I, I usually get that question, like, well, did you get like qualified, highly qualified talent? And I'm like, well, there's this guy that we found it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Well, TikTok is the new search engine. So I think definitely that, that people are looking for jobs, uh, job postings on TikTok nowadays. So I think that's great. And I think it totally aligns with, um, you know, the, the, the generations that are leading probably TikTok, you know, it's like they want to see companies that are on values that they can, you know, see themselves reflected in there. Mm -hmm. So that was part of the. I'm just very glad it really worked. And yes. <laughs> we even got highlighted by Forbes magazine, which is like huge. That is huge. And congrats to you. Cause I know that that has to be extremely rewarding. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, two things that stuck out to me as you were talking about that. I love that your company's value. One of the values is innovate because I feel like as small team marketers, we have so much autonomy to where we, it can be hard to pinpoint what you innovate with and social media just being a big part of a marketer's job. I think that that is fantastic that you guys look to TikTok to go and do that, to innovate and um, essentially practice what you preach, because I think that that is hard 
to get on camera and to be comfortable on camera. And so for you leading social media efforts, going and do that can help others within the org feel more comfortable. So mad props to you for doing that. I know that that with us being a video solution, we struggle with that as well. Um, trying to find tips and tricks that will help others get on camera and feel comfortable. Because I do think as B2B marketers, we want to get on TikTok, but that first initial step to get on TikTok requires us to put our face out there. So to some of those B2B marketers that are maybe hesitant to get on TikTok because they don't love to see their face on camera, what would you say to them? Well, number one, if you really if the reason why you don't want to do it is because you're scared of what others are going to think, do it. Yeah, That's a good reason to do it because that's not a good reason to not do it. You know, mm-hmm. um, then number two, if, if you feel like you haven't had practice on it, believe me, I did. So I had like uh, before I started posting TikToks with my face, I was like practicing because besides the fact that I'm in my face for the company, I'm also speaking in another language, for example. And that was scary at first. Uh, it doesn't matter how many years I've been speaking in English. It's, it's my second language. And it can be even more terrifying when it's not your native tongue, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's a matter of understanding why you're afraid of it. And if it's only because of others' opinions, then you go and do it. And what I suggest you do, if it's, you know, more than that, you go and practice. And then if it's something that you really think could benefit you and you can learn from it and grow from it, then go and do it too. My tips, like particular, like I did record myself like a couple of times before, like I created like this little diary on my phone where I was like talking to the camera and understanding and explaining things to it, like my home to the camera. And I started getting more comfortable. Actually, my first videos that like you can see even on, on our TikTok, please don't go through those. Um, <laughs> like the early videos, I was still uh, hesitant, but then I started getting more comfortable with it. And it gave me a new skill that I didn't know I had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been starting to post on TikTok for my own personal brand. And I think the comfortability that comes from it for me is that you can edit out a lot of things like you can retry. So before we started recording, we were talking a little bit about recent messes that we have faced as small team marketers. And you mentioned that you were previously on a small team, but now at Chili Piper, you have a larger team. And so let's discuss a little bit about some small team challenges that you've either faced in the past or that you're currently facing right now. Okay. Uh, So yeah, before Chili Piper, I was in several uh, like small teams. The smaller I've been was basically the previous one where I was like the only marketer in the company. And it was like... uh, it was an office to a huge company. It was like an international company that had a little office here in Chile, but it wasn't just a little, you know, it wasn't like a super little office. It was, it was like a, an office that was managing all of this brand in the whole country. But I was the, the first marketer and the only one. So I did everything there. I guess the biggest challenge that I had, particularly for my personality, was dealing with the unknown, which I feel is the big, it's the biggest theme for marketers because we are mostly trained to be to plan you know we're mostly plan you we're, we're mostly trained to plan ahead and a one you know one person marketing team it's hard to do that you know you're usually like trying to extinguish some fires all the time and that was the biggest challenge for me but also I feel like it was a blessing 
I, you know, when, when I, I decided that my career was going to be marketing, I didn't start on marketing. I started as a journalist quickly understood that uh, if I wanted my features or my articles to be read, I needed to be in social media. So I convinced my director of the time to let me lead social media, something that didn't even exist on this newspaper 10 years ago. So he said, like, as long as you don't ask for money, you can do whatever you want. So I didn't, I didn't ask for money. I just started from the ground, creating the social media strategy and learning. Because I understood that news was the product of this company. And if I wanted people to see our product, then I needed to be where people were, which was social media. At the time, it was like big Twitter. It was more, mostly Twitter and Facebook. And so I think that the biggest lesson that I had from being a one person social media department for a newspaper was that um, I needed to understand that, you know, the news was a product but you still needed the, the channel to distribute it, which was social media. So you needed to feed that. And once I understood how this also impacted the business, I understood my role in the company. Because if people didn't see the articles, then the newspaper wasn't able to sell advertising. Mm -hmm. So understanding the role of my department helped me a lot. And I think that's very, you know, that's a huge reality, even, even not, not, not even more than, Ever it is now that social media is uh, in many cases leading the way. Mm -hmm. So uh, that was a big learning from being like that super small team of one, basically, and, and basically being self-taught. Mm -hmm. And then I started learning other lessons, you know, like I wanted to become a very complete marketer. So I started working for an agency where I had like several brands at the same time. And I learned a lot because I got brands on early stages, brands that weren't doing well, so they wanted to do well, brands that were more mature. So I had a lot of challenges there and several, I, I was part of several teams, you know, small teams. We, we had like four people per brand at the time. And there was a moment where I was leading like five to seven brands at the same time. I learned a lot. Then when I became a one person marketing department, um, I had a little bit of knowledge of everything. So I even did like, I did customer marketing. I did events. I did uh, social media. I was doing like, I myself was working with an external designer to create or showrooms uh, or customers showrooms and things like that. So I was in every single detail of marketing. Uh, it was hard, but like I said, I had to learn to deal with the uncertainty. Yes. Yeah. That's the beauty of marketing. I feel like we get exposure, especially in our 20s. So those entry to mid-level marketers, we get exposure to different sides of marketing to figure out what we really want to specialize in. And so with you, it seems like social media is where you wanted to specialize. We were discussing a little bit before we started recording how much time it takes to actually create the content that you distribute on social media platforms. How have you started to manage that? Yeah, I mean... It takes, I think it, it the, the more you know, the less it takes, honestly, when, when, you, when you have the skill, when you've developed like, the understanding on, on how, you know, you can create the content that's going to be, because it's not only about creating the content, it's about creating the effective content. People think, oh, you created a 15 second video and it took me three hours to create that 15 second video, but it's not because... I don't like the way I look is because I know that there's a way that it could be more effective or, or I think it could be more effective. 
So it can take a lot of time. I think that sometimes we create content that's just like super fast. And, you know, many people would say like, that's easy. No, it's, I have 10 years of career. Um, when you understand your audience, it's easier to create the content. So the way I do this, when it, when it comes to content created, uh, like I said, I've been trained to be planned, to plan ahead. So I try to do that in batches, like probably like, Mondays, I record the TikToks. On Tuesdays, I write all the copy on, you know, and I on Wednesdays, I define or Instagram posting. And yeah, it's most like it's, it's more about organizing the time and knowing that content takes time and create good content takes more time even. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned planning. And so I think having like an editorial calendar where you can make notes on things that you want to post about that are in line with your company values and your product. And then the market research that you do, there's so many like nuances that go into that 15 second clip. So I think organizing those thoughts in an ed cal would be a good idea. If you haven't like, created like having an editorial current calendar is huge. And I would say that something really important here uh, is collaborating with other teams. Because, you know, in marketing, sometimes we can be in a little bit of a bubble because we're thinking of the messaging and, 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 you know, making things sound good and look good. Uh, and sometimes when you go and talk to other departments, you understand their needs and you also find content because there is content everywhere in your company. There's other things to talk about that are not only, you know, the message you're trying to push from a marketing perspective. Yes. Okay. So I know we're coming up on time. Um, I did want to ask you about B2B brands and how they could do social media a bit better. If with all your research that you've done, and I'm sure you've looked at other B2B brands, have you seen consistency and what brands are doing wrong and what you would say to them to do right? I think I said it in the beginning, what I think other B2B brands do wrong is sounding like a walking brochure. I think what great B2B brands do well is being different. And that's how people know them. That's how people go like, hey, this is this company. And I think it's a matter of finding your personality, just like any, you know, in in, in human interactions or, or, or developing yourself as a human, developing a brand is the same. Find the personalities, you know, find also the values that you will stand for. And that would become so much easier to create the content and to be a brand that people will love and we want to follow. I'd like to end on a career note when it comes to advice to the younger Medioli on how you'd approach your role knowing what you now know. Have you received advice from a mentor, a leader, a friend that you would like to pass on? The biggest one, it was from a mentor and it was uh, someone that told me that I needed to create conversations in social media. I thought that it was about pushing my own message when I started out. And then I understood creating the conversations that that's actually what, what was going to get people's attention. So I could, I would tell that to myself. So I would avoid many mistakes and, yes. and a lot of posts with no engagement. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful advice. All right. Well, will you tell our listeners how they can find you? Yes. I mean, you can obviously find my work at Chili Piper. You find Chili Piper on LinkedIn, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. And then you can find me on LinkedIn as Marioli Arias. This is so fun. Thank you for coming on the podcast. No, thank you, Ashley. It was a good time. 
Hey, Two Pizza Marketer. Thanks for joining us today. If you have any questions or topics to suggest, we are always happy to hear from you. So send us an email at two, that's the number two, pizzamarketers at gmail.com or find us on Linktree at Two Pizza Marketing. Until next time, keep having fun and try to stay sane in the marvelous mess that is Two Pizza Marketing. Thank you.